right, everyone, what's happening? I want to welcome you back to The Stage is Yours, episode three. I am fortunate enough today to be joined by the internet queen, the social media maven. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Podcaster extraordinaire sometimes. Occasionally. I've been known to dabble. Sonia Sells. How's it going? Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. Hello. (laughs) Hi. Oh. I, I hope it lives up to your anticipation. Oh, please. You know, <laughs> uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? You know, just working, surviving. Um, yeah. You know, just the the crushing all of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I was trying to narrow down a single thing that's crushing, but I can't. Um, <laughs> right, right. There's just too many, right? Yeah. yeah, but, you know, just doing my thing. Good, good, good. Life in the time of COVID. Yes. Ugh. Still. I know. We're I know. Still Bring it here. down right away, right? No. <laughs> I mean, but no, it's fine. We're just, you know, we're all just trying our best, right? Just. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So uh, I have to get this out of the way first because if I don't, uh, producer extraordinaire Mike is probably never going to speak to me again. Okay. So uh, back when How We Saw It was just me and him doing episodes Mm -hmm. uh we at one point had entertained the idea of having guests on and doing like interview segments and stuff like that and i was like i don't know i'm completely unsure about that and then now look where i am right now i know this is what the show is now uh you were my one of mike's like top three choices oh my gosh that's so nice he he loves you on twitter he thinks (laughs) you are like fantastic on social media so I saw him over the last weekend, and I was like, "Yo, I got a, I got the episode coming up." And I'm, he was like, "Oh, who's the guest?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm having Sonia come on." And it didn't dawn on him right away who I was talking about. And mm-hmm. I was like, "You know, she podcasts like it is Sonia." And he was like, "Wait, like, like rewind the love, Sonia, like from Twitter." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was like, "You're fucking kidding me." That was like she was like one of my like original choices for guests that is so nice like i am not prepared oh my gosh no that's yeah he was he was very excited he was super excited that you were going to be on the show so thanks uh, mike mike Mike, i'm gonna try not to let you down on this one yeah same Uh, all right so you've had you know you you you, like i said you were sometimes podcast yeah uh you don't have a show going right now, Not but you've currently. had a couple in the past. You I had have. obviously Rewind the Love, which yeah. I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, and of course In Trouble for Talking. Of course, uh, you know the yeah. wildly popular In Trouble for Talking. I mean, I'm kidding. The original, yeah, the original, the original show. Uh, I don't. I feel like I was a hundred percent not the demo for that show, but I really enjoyed listening. The to fact it. that you enjoyed both of them was just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, deeply appreciated. So, right? uh, for anybody who's not familiar, I mean, how could you miss it? Um, how could you have missed my wildly popular podcast? Uh, uh, the first one was uh, uh, me and two of my best friends just talking as people tend to do on podcasts you have a group chat with your friends and you think like oh we're really funny I still think we are really funny I have not gone back and listened just because the audio quality bugs me personally but like (laughs) but um yeah like we were hilarious and I love doing it it just like life got crazy well what we thought was crazy until you know current time Uh, yeah (laughs) we we just didn't know how good we had it (laughs) Um, yeah and then uh, Rewind the Love was because for a long time I had thought to myself, I couldn't believe 
because I do social media like professionally as well as, yeah. you know, whatever, like I'm always kind of trying to identify trends. It just is always who I was as a person. And I was so shocked that there was always kind of a discussion going on about, oh, my God, I love like flavor of love. I love New York. Like mm-hmm. New York memes being so popular that I was like, right. I can't believe like nobody really tackled this. And it turns out like a couple of people had, but they like weren't really not good. Yeah. So we're not worried about them. We're not. I'm not worried about them at all. I wasn't worried about them even when I was doing my show. Like I wasn't even worried <laughs> about Lacey and Heather having their own podcast. Like that's how right. you know. Like so, I <laughs> tweeted one day. You know, like who wants to host like a podcast recapping VH1 stuff with me? And my husband, also a Mike, was like, "I'll do it." And I was like, "What?" Like I, I mean, I knew he listened to podcasts, <laughs> and I, I knew that he right. liked those shows, but like, to, for him to like indulge me in this weird idea was. Yeah very bizarre and I was like you know and the first thing honestly the reason I ended up saying yes was because I'm like if this show becomes like a hit I don't have to worry about the legality of splitting profits with anybody like through yeah, Patreon that I was like go. you know it's just one shared bank account like yeah, I mean, yeah. you know like it's, it's all going what's, to the same house what's that right what, what's his is mine what's mine is his <laughs> so I was like fuck it let's do it and it was it I can't say that it was a lot of fun because I've talked about it a lot since that like um, it definitely, and I know you and Jen like podcast mm-hmm. on occasion. Um, yeah. Yep. Podcasting on a regular basis with your spouse is actually really hard. Um, hard. And we don't even have children. We don't have any of like, <laughs> like the right. other big stresses. Like we just were two, you know, underemployed people who just had a pop culture interest. But it's it's tough because you are letting people see like a very small part of your day to day and yeah I was going through a period of my life where I was like really unhappy with a lot of things plus I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the podcast and honestly I haven't gone back and listened to almost any of Rewind Love because I'm afraid right. of how I sound I used to tell people like oh I don't want people in my real life to listen to my podcast because I'm like embarrassed mm-hmm. of the content but now yeah. it's more just like I don't want people to listen to it because we were going through like such a weird point in our marriage because we were like newly married and like half of the show was like prior to the pandemic and then obviously mm-hmm. half like the the latter half was like during and yeah. it like as much as I'm like, ha, this was funny. And like we had a lot of fun. We had so many great guests like it was it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Like I I hated the person that that podcast made me, which is kind of okay. why I haven't gone back to doing podcasts almost at all. Like it, it's a lot of work Like for it anybody is. that doesn't know. It like it's a lot of work. So. Yeah, that's that's my podcasting journey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's true though. Like, there's there's a lot of things when you start out doing this. Like, it seems like, like you could throw like you know you could throw a rock and hit fifty podcasters kind right. of thing. Like, there's just fucking podcasters everywhere. Like, everything's got a podcast. Every you know, like every topic just about yeah has a podcast. Like, like when you said that there weren't that many people out there doing like reality TV stuff in the beginning, I was like, wow, that's like. That's rare. Like, like you I know, mean, you reality TV, show. there was a lot. I was just surprised that, like, especially considering this wasn't one that we necessarily had to keep up with in the same way every right. week. Like, this is just or like a review type show. Maybe yeah. Like, this said. was like yeah. retro. But even for like review style podcasts, like there was nobody that was doing one about the VH. Like there was like one other one to two other shows doing like specifically those shows. 
And okay. I was like, well, we're bringing something different in a variety of ways. Yeah. Um, so Which is hard. It's... It is and it's not. Like, if you really believe in what you have to say and, like, what your perspective... Like, that's what I learned is, like, because people would leave reviews and be like, you guys are, like, making this too social justice and you talk too much and the episodes are too long. And I was like, then, you know what? There are other podcasts for you. Like, if, yeah. you know, like, I was making the podcast that I wanted to hear and I like yeah. shows where you can tell that the hosts have a really good relationship I mean, yeah. so to speak, you know, like that, that, <laughs> that they have like a, a, a relationship outside of just making the yeah. show together. Yeah. And even if like, because I love, you know, how Behind the Bastards can go on for multiple episodes, how crime and sports is like hours, you know, like mm-hmm. I love those kinds of shows where you just get to like listen in on two people. Even because like, I love too when people go on tangents and shit, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, no, you are in the tangent home right here. Oh, right? I love this. this. Like, like you know, <laughs> and that's what I figured. You know, like I was like, if you don't like shows where people go on tangents, or like if you want somebody who like, like sticks to the material and it's just like, isn't it yeah. funny how Brett Michaels is dating these girls? Like, then no, I'm not the show for you, and I'm fine right. with that. Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I mean, my that's not that anybody's like interested in my advice necessarily but if you're like thinking to yourself oh there's already podcasts doing what i'm doing if you think that you can bring something different or more interesting do it like somebody out there will be interested in it like your yeah. perspective could well i mean take that with a grain of salt like i don't not everybody needs your perspective on, on everything yeah maybe consider your place in the world and right. how that affects what you're talking about <laughs> maybe um but yeah no, it's, 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 you know, it's difficult, like, per- perfect example. So, uh, like, this port, like, how we saw it now has kind of become a banner yeah. for everything. Like, there and are I love multiple that. shows. It, it was kind of the, it, like, I, I would love to say that it was, like, this long, thought-out process, but it really boiled down to Mike and I just not wanting to make pages for individuals. Yeah, shows. no, I like, love it. Like, you guys are, like, yeah. a, a podcast network under one, in one, under one, banner, in one like, place. That's where do fantastic. I find it? Right here. Just exactly. right here. All oh, you have I to love do that. Is scroll. Mm-hmm. No, perfect. <laughs> so, when I started out doing this one, like, it was very much a learning process for me because Mike was always kind of the head of the show. And then mm-hmm. I would run wild on tangents and then he would reel me in. So, <laughs> for me to do, <laughs> for me to do interviews, I had to be the one that was a little bit more focused at time, which is not easy for me at all. So, I'm watching. I was, what was I watching? Like Hot Ones or something like that on YouTube, right? And Rob Lowe was on, yeah. and he's talking about how he has this podcast. And it's basically the same damn premise of this show right here. Like, he just has some people come on, and they talk about what the fuck ever. And I was like, God damn it! Like, Rob Lowe, like, here's Rob Lowe doing, the, like, my shit. Like, basically, like, the show that I'm trying okay. to do. And, but I, I, I get it. It's totally ridiculous. But, like, the it's, thing it's, is, it's like, for Lowe, me, like, like, for me, and not just because, like, you're my friend, like, <laughs> I'm not interested in what Rob Lowe has to say anyway. Right. Like, yes. so I'd rap, like, especially in this kind of format where it's, like, a very, not to, like, call it general, but, like, you're you're it talking is. to people. You are talking to people yeah. that you find. Like, that's how I've been describing, like, when I said, like, oh, I'm going to do my friend's podcast this week. And it's, like, yeah. he's just talking to people that he's yeah. like you know whatever and i'd i'd much rather hear who you bring on right then <laughs> then well, who you. rob Lowe <laughs> is bringing who right. gives a fuck what rob Lowe is up to so yeah exactly. and that's kind of what it boiled down to like that's basically what jen told me like 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 it's apples and oranges basically yeah like, you can't totally. even compare the two 
and, and Mike kind of laid it out for me too. He was like, stop thinking of this as an interview show and think of it as like, as the conversation yeah. that you're coming on, like, like with, with you coming on, like it made sense that I would talk a bit more about like reality TV oh, yeah. and things like that, because that's where like you, that's where your show was. So mm-hmm. like, we have kind of like a common ground that we can work off of from there. Like, I don't care if we only talk about it for three minutes and then we spend the rest of the time talking about whatever. Like, it just gave me some kind of like a little bit of a launching point. Yeah, for totally. me, as like a new interviewer kind of host thing, it makes it a little bit easier to do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. All right. We gotta, <laughs> there we go. Tangent, right? We I right love it. On it. <laughs> um, all right. So... When you started doing In Trouble for Talking, you said it was set up with your, like, some of your best friends. Yeah. Like, who can, was it, was it your idea? Was it a, like, an idea from, like, all of you together just sitting around kind of shooting the shit? Or, like. I think it's one of those conversations that, like, I think a lot of people have where it's just like, oh, we should have a podcast. Like, you know, we, we should have yeah. a podcast because we're, we're funny. Like, you know, <laughs> still to this day, like, I mean, our group chat is still going and it's still titled In Trouble for Talking. Right. And, like. <laughs> <laughs> and fun fact for anybody who like is wondering where the title came from, it's because we were all coworkers who literally would get in trouble for talking too much yeah. at work. To I each was other. gonna ask that too, so you saved me time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, like we were, we would literally get in trouble for like talking to each other too much at work. Right. Uh, and it just—I don't even remember how it came up. It just was kind of like, well, and at that point, I had a little bit of recording and editing experience mm-hmm. from uh my time at i guess it's it's now called last podcast network but i was back then it was cave comedy radio yeah. in the basement of that comedy studio in queens like yeah the creek in the cave yes it? that's what it's called like yeah, <laughs> so yeah. i trekked all that way to to <laughs> queens and i can't even remember like i pushed it out of my brain it was fine it was a good time but i learned a lot um but like i was like okay i can do this and at that point it's yeah. not that podcasts weren't big because th- i think that was the point where podcasts were really becoming a thing but it wasn't like yeah, they were hitting their stride really at that right point. right so it was like this is something that i could probably do and right. so i was doing a lot of the research and it was fun because it would be one of it's one of those podcasts where we were just like oh, let's talk about whatever news was going on or if something like mm-hmm. weird had happened in our lives, like we were talking about it on air. And it was like so much fun, especially because we didn't see each other super often. Like we all live like relatively close, but it just, you know. Yeah, timing doesn't work. We're those kinds of best friends that are like best, best friends, but we don't have almost any pictures together. Like it's right. that's okay. the kind of friendship that we have where we talk all the time. We maybe see each other like twice a year. <laughs> and, <laughs> Even though we all live within 10, 15 minutes of each other, it doesn't right. make any sense. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I – and I I miss doing it. Like, I – it was tough to, like, corral the three of us together in different yeah. times. Yeah. And you just have to, like, be in the mood to do it. And I'm yeah. obviously somebody who doesn't mind talking all the time. So it's easy <laughs> for me. But they are – not that they're not those not, people. Yeah. But, like, I am yeah. certainly more of that. So it was, like, I felt weird about, like, having to tell them, like, hey, are we still recording and stuff like that. So, you know, life just got in the way. And yeah. I miss doing it. And you but... get, like, the guilty feelings if you don't feel like recording and somebody yeah. else does. And you're like, I don't know. It's Saturday. And then I'm even tired, worse because like... I was the editor. And I fucking hate editing. Although I've heard yeah. – I did another podcast recently – where they talked about this program that they use. I'm going to have to ask them what it was called that basically identifies all of the, like, 
gaps that you want to edit out. Like, and <laughs> it like picks up on the ums and the spaces. And I was like, yeah, you could have saved. I was almost going to start crying when they told me about it because I was like, you right. could have saved me days of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you will never get that time back i'm never ever. gonna get never that time, time back. back oh my the god the fact that you just said it would edit out the ums and the ahs like it would cut down any episode with me in it by like 20 minutes exactly yeah oh it's my like god my favorite word is um yeah <laughs> and then i'm like and then i would get to the point where i'm like some ums are worth it i guess like but it's yeah, just like in the context it works i guess yeah but i would be like i got better at like learning how to train myself out of doing gaps but that came with years of podcasting (laughs) and and working on it and it just i don't know putting a podcast together is a lot of work (laughs) it is it is like when i tell people because like this is what i do now right this is it like yeah no i'm not rolling in that sweet sweet podcast money just yet obviously not just yet um but they don't tell you go like from the outside looking in, most people think that it's like, oh, you just, you know, you boot up your computer or whatever and you sit down mm-hmm. and you just talk like it is 100 percent not that easy. Like if you think that I can just randomly come up with things to make interesting for an hour, you are out of your mind. And like, that's like going it into it. Like make stuff. editing fucking sucks. Editing yeah. sucks so much like it is it like because i don't ever want to hear i'm the kind of person like if i i'm like a not like a writer by trade but i'm like writing is really my strong suit and i'm a procrastinator so i'm somebody who i was that kid in college who would not even write the paper the night before my paper would actually start to for real get written as the sun was coming up the day it was due not joking that happened like all the time but i would (laughs) fucking turn those papers out and they'd be great but I don't, I like edit in real time. I don't read back over my work because yeah. I'm like, no, I just yeah. have to, whatever I felt in the moment was fine. Having to listen back to myself and, oh my God. And I'm not like really a perfectionist, but like in those moments, I'm like, I want to put out a good show. Like I want to put out a good well, quality yeah. show. Nobody so like, wants to attach their name to something terrible. Right. Like, you don't want it to sound like fucking Bush League. Like, right. You know. Like so many people are like fine with their podcast sounding like shit. And I'm like, couldn't be me. Like. <laughs> right. Like, I am, I am openly, like, I, I will tell anybody, basically, like, this is, like, guerrilla podcasting. Like, I just have a setup. It's just whatever. Yeah. And, like, sometimes I have to record on my phone because the other person doesn't have the setup. So, like, the audio is going to vary from, from oh. like, you know, from episode to episode. And I, as long as I, in my opinion, oh God. As, a, <laughs> as a podcast listener as well as a podcast creator, I think if the person who's, like, leading the discussion, as long as their mm. audio sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, like, that makes sense. You, cause you, I remember like with Crime and Sports again when they actually had like Lenny Dykstra like on the show. He was like dialing in what sounded like from a fucking payphone. Right, like he's <laughs> calling from a rotary. Yeah, right. That I was like, I mean, I can't hear a word he's saying, but they sound fine. So that's all that really. <laughs> yeah, matters. they're fine. So that's yeah. whatever. Yeah, like it. Like if they're, if the editing had been left to me, I would never make a podcast. Like if, if the editing was, if Mike wasn't doing it for me and was like, yo, I don't want to be on the show like forefront anymore, but I still want to do your producing and editing. I would have just been like, well, we're done. I guess right. like that would have been the <laughs> Well, end I of guess it. that was a fun thing that I did once. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Go back to work in retail, I guess. There's some shit. Right. Uh, I don't, you know what? Before I forget. And like anybody who's like listening right now is going to be like, what the fuck are they doing here? So when when you and I first became friends, like you mentioned that you worked for Last Podcast Network uh, previously, so we met in some some social media groups that were we fans of that show. We did. Now our first real interaction was you selling a shirt, 
that you said at the time, your now husband, so boyfriend at the time, didn't want anymore because I think it didn't That's fit him right. right. I, I don't know if you can see it, oh am wearing the shirt. <laughs> oh my God, I do remember yep. that now. Oh, that's yeah. great. So, oh, so wow. for those following along at home, it is Finn and Jake from Adventure Time dressed as uh, Vincent and Jules from uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> so. I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, wow. I felt like it was appropriate. Like I got to wear this. Like, what a nice memory. I, I know <laughs> you like you and Jen are like a handful of like the people in this through that space that have like remained a, a part of my life. And like, I'm glad good way, in a good way. Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. What a long, strange trip it was. Right? Oh, like, my God. Because I used to be at, at the beginning. Like it was so fun. Like those groups, especially because mm-hmm. true crime podcasting, it was like like them. Like, last podcast, like, uh, Serial and yeah. uh, and He Who Shall Not Be Named. And, you know, I, like, this was a community full of people with, like, normal senses of humor. Right. Well, normal, so to speak. Like, Ish, relative to the cri- yeah. true crime yeah. space. Like, this is, we all, like, knew each other pre, uh, like, My Favorite Murder. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a huge, I know, really dating ourselves. Which feels like 20 years ago, (laughs) right? Really changed the game. But also set my my standards really, not my favorite murder, but like last podcast, like really set my standards high for what I was expecting from a true crime podcast in terms of research, quality, um... I, I would say accountability, but I guess it depends on which one of the three you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the groups yeah. were fun. Like, and then that was like the original, like the first time that it would be like spinoff groups. Cause it would be like one big, it was yeah. a big group. And then it was like, yeah. you know, I don't want to hear about this topic anymore. So it's like, yeah. fine, we're going to make a group about we'll this. We'll make another one. And then it yeah. all turned into this whole thing, which now like my favorite murder has done that. Like I'm, I haven't listened to that podcast in fucking years, but I'm in a bunch of like, I'm in a, my favorite murder right. fan group for TikToks, for, you know, right. Like you Whatever. follow the people now and less the podcast. Like it's almost like now I'm like, oh yeah, it had something to do with the podcast originally, right. but I only joined because I was friends with like five other people that right. were in it. So right, that's true. Like, oh, it's a selfie group or some shit. You know, exactly. Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> and now none of those original right. groups exist. It's so bizarre. No, not really. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's ah. <laughs> Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, all right, so we talked about In Trouble for Talking yeah. and then proceeded to talk a whole bunch about something completely different. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you've already said that where you caught your idea for, for Rewind the Love. Um, was it was it an easy transition working with Mike on the show? Was it, like, did you guys kind of, like, obviously, like, you're in a relationship, so there has to be some kind so, of, like, you know, balance there, but... Yeah, I mean, it, it is and it's not, right? Because... We have a very interesting dynamic. So, like, he's, like, a very... I used to say he... When I would describe him to people, I would originally say that he was, like, Andy Dwyer. And, obviously, like, we're not trying to talk about Chris Bratt anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I would say now, for the Ted Lasso watchers, he has a very Ted Lasso-like personality. Um, And... I am not that girl. Like, I am definitely, if I had a, like, my personality is, like, more Roy Kent. Like, I'm, I, I'm angry a lot. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like so doing a podcast like sitting down with your husband being like all right like let's let's record and like some of our conversations were you know it was easier to have that conversation with your husband like and you know i didn't mind like letting people know kind of our dynamic but when you kind of bicker in the way that you do when you're married and it's not hostile like it's not like we like would be done recording and like have beef like it would just be sort of like no like i disagree with you or oh you're talking for too long about nothing right like that was my biggest thing where i'd say to him like reel it in you've been what the fuck like i as much as i say i appreciate a tangent like what the fuck are you talking about right 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 so like you have you know so some of that stuff was tough and then once the reviews started coming in then it's like you guys are fighting a lot like that was the shit that was hard like like hearing that because again like i said before you're getting a very small snapshot of who we oh, are yeah. all the time so a very itty bitty window and it's kind of in like a i don't want to say like a show in the sense of like you're putting on an act for but like there's an entertainment quality to the show like yeah it can't just be like the normal conversations really, like, you would have over dinner and we're working like that's the thing yeah. like we both yeah. kind of approached it like this is work so it's like we want to be to some degree professional and like take this seriously and especially once the show kind of started to garner an audience outside of like mm-hmm. our friends and yeah. people I knew that it was like okay well we have to like put on a show now so we have to some degree responsibilities not that the show ended up becoming yeah. a big thing but it is it is hard to let it was harder to let people in than I realized it was more in hindsight but right and also, like I said, I was doing a lot of the heavy lifting because I was editing. I was doing mm-hmm. the outlines. Um, yeah. I was leading most of the discussions. And then he got to kind of chime in and be like, oh, yeah, no, I agree. And then I would be like, but then finally, That's like, kind of. That's all you're giving me? Right. Like, I know, like, stuff like that. Or he'd like, be <laughs> quoting The Office for, like, an hour. And I'd be like, I don't, right. I can't fucking do anything with this. Like, I don't care. Um, right. <laughs> but I love him. Like, you know, and I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I. And I think that we do have, like, a great, funny... We can have a really funny dynamic. And people still mm-hmm. write us and be like, you know, you guys have... So, like, you guys were so genuine. Like, it was such a good yeah. dynamic. Like, there were people who got it, but it, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I, it's, the, it's like, the, the weird part about letting, like you said, like, like giving people that tiny window yeah. into who you are. Like, they make, they make assumptions based on what they hear in the in the constraint of like well, also know, like if I'm, minutes to an hour if i'm like busting his chops like right. we understand that differently than how it might come out to other people yeah yeah so like it's not weird for me but like right. other people might see that as like more hostile and be like oh you guys yeah. there's problems and it's like no there aren't like i just got annoyed at this thing that he said like, right it's not like this is this is deal. nothing like <laughs> right like if you're fighting no, I... if we're fighting you'll know like <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like we'll let you know so you can buy a ticket or whatever so all right what do you think the hardest part of like you've got two shows under your belt now what was the hardest part about podcasting just in aside from like the workload of it obviously (laughs) yeah Um, the editing i you know if it was something that i could have made money like i think because i went through a lot of podcasting simultaneously like looking for a quote real job or trying to get out of the job that i had that i it's Mm -hmm. it's the worry about like being authentically myself while not 
potentially trying to put myself in a situation where there are consequences to yeah. me being my authentic self. Um, I mean, with In Trouble for Talking, we didn't use our real names because we That's were concerned. Right. right. We were concerned about, you know, us us getting back to our employers. And obviously a lot has changed yeah. now where I'm kind of, I, I kind of stopped giving a shit after a while because yeah. I was like, you know, if any job doesn't want to be with me because I swear too much or because of my like kind of opinions. Exactly. Like I don't want to work in that kind of place anyway. Um, that said now, like part of the reason I stopped too is because I have a job now that I really like and really want to keep. So I am afraid of, uh, and I'm also like kind of like a public figure on that, on these brands, social accounts that like, I am afraid of people making the connection and how that the repercussions to that. But yeah, no, that makes total sense. I mean, I still guest on other people's podcasts and kind of am, like, unabashedly myself. I try not to say anything that, like, if somebody, if I, if it got brought up in an HR meeting, I would, like, actually sincerely feel bad about. Like, even if it's, like, right. a really strong opinion, I'm like, you know, I, at least I, it's something that I could feel comfortable going, well, that's genuinely yeah. how I feel. Like, if I get in trouble for it, then so be it. But. So be it, yeah. Yeah. I'm, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Like you got to be yourself, but at the same time, you've got to protect. Believe me, if I could turn podcasting into a career, you would not that you wouldn't see a different side of me, but like I would probably be a little bit less inhibited. Like I'd be yeah. a lot less concerned because really, like the only thing keeping me from f- fully speaking my mind, no, not like right, that, right, right. But like you know, <laughs> like there are there are concerns there because as much as I enjoy having a conversation, conversations don't pay my bills. Uh, conversations yeah, don't that, keep me, you know, keep get me health insurance. Um, right. and until they do, <laughs> then, yeah, then you, have you know, to take I have to, right, I have to be a little, yeah. a little careful. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Like, you know, doing this one, like laying out like guests I want to have on and things. Like, obviously, you're not falling into the category I'm about to talk, but I want to be careful, like who I have on, right? Like, yeah. you don't want anybody to like kind of inadvertently or purposely make you look like an asshole by coming on the show like my biggest fear is like that i would someday turn into fucking joe rogan's podcast like (laughs) like like i was talking to mike about it the other like the other day i was like it's my biggest concern as a podcaster that one day i'll wake up and i'll be like have you ever tried dmt like it's fucking joe like i don't want to be joe rogan for christ's sake look that's not that i ever could be because like my brain works right you're a functional functional human yeah and you're not willing to like because if you really think about like joe rogan's trajectory like so much of it has come at him just deciding to become this person because he wanted to be successful more than he wanted yeah. to be yeah you know and you're it doesn't seem like you're one of those people so i think that's like a Not big particularly <laughs> now undercurrent like, of all of would, it would 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 joe rogan money be nice probably oh, but am i willing to be joe rogan to get that money no no absolutely, absolutely not. not you know if you told me hey aaron you've got to sit across from a table with alex jones and pretend that the words that are coming out of his mouth just like make you want hear to him out so far like just yeah. just hear him out just, like just maybe hear him out bro points. it's like no yeah. i was talking about Absolutely this with, i was talking about this with mike recently that i was like because he's like you know not that he, he's not a joe rogan listener thank god um i'd be divorced if that was the case probably but like <laughs> you know like but he's just kind of like you know, like he went into a little bit of that like devil's advocate freedom of speech. I was like, look mm-hmm. up how many regular listeners Joe Rogan has. Like, Google it, and it yeah. was some crazy number. I think it was like what is it? Like a hundred? I don't know what the actual number was, and I don't. It's want to absurd. Be, whatever it is. Whatever it is, right? And I was like, take somebody like 
Alex Jones or Jordan Peterson and like you're you're you've got a lot of, you probably in that number you've got like casual listeners like people who don't take right. him super seriously but like yeah. you know people are just like this I whatever I like him on UFC or whatever the fuck uh now if if they're listening to Alex Jones and they're not familiar with Alex Jones uh right and 10% even like 1% of those people like go huh I want to see what this guy's about you're right. like that's thousands of people right like, like there are some people that would act- yeah yeah it is it's a huge responsibility like like you said there are a ton of people that that probably listen to him and if out of a million people let's say like just to whatever if 10,000 of them took what he said seriously and like passed it on to someone else that's too many like you've already infected too many fucking people I, now I want to I want to scream about actual numbers hold on okay all right hold on I'm gonna pull up actual numbers like, I guess at the end of the day, right, like, the, the point should be, like, you should never take vaccine advice from the guy who worked on Fear Factor and the girl who was on Singled Out. Truly. Ever. Like, like no Jenny McCarthy, Not no a single Joe one. Rose. Not a single one of them. Um, why did we find those numbers the other day? Hold on. But either way, it literally would be, hold on. Well, this is, well, first of all, one number. In January 2015, the podcast was listened to by more than 11 million people. And this that's is, 2015. That was right. This is, but that was like when we were all like, when we were saying before, like, oh, podcasts were big, but they weren't that big. Like, yeah, you like know, they were catching on. Yeah. This is pre Trump. This is like, yeah. oh my God. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh. <sighs> God damn it. It's depressing. Oh, hold on. Yeah, hold on. The Joe yeah. Rogan experience as of September 30th, 2021, the Joe Rogan exper- experience reaches an estimated 11 million people per episode. per episode you take 10 percent of that that's a million people yeah like one percent is a hundred thousand people who might just want to give jordan peterson a shot a shot let's see what he has to say bro oh my god i hate it here i hate it here oh my god sunglass socks went like through the fucking roof oh my god goodness <laughs> oh man we, well, we talked more about joe rogan right like oh god i need a minute <laughs> after a that minute. uh just like oh. once you see those numbers it like really sinks in <laughs> yeah like would i like those numbers sure oh but god, i gotta be honest like i would have i would rather have a hundred solid listeners of like that are like decent thinking people than a hundred thousand more well i feel like as much as i was saying like oh if i was making more money i'd be a little bit more inhibited i feel like that's the point where like you have to be aware of every yeah. single thing you were saying. Because Amazing responsibility at that point. Because even if literally 0.1% of those people take you seriously, that's 10,000 people. Like, I'm sorry I keep yeah. doing math on everybody. No, but, it's fine. Like, I just, you know, it's it's sinking in in real time that it's like, yeah. it, these. It's a, that's a, a genuine responsibility. Yeah, it is. It is like a very big, like, I've always been uh, of the mindset that, that words, like, like the whole, like, oh, you know, words hurt thing, yeah, like the words, words matter. Words totally like, matter. Like, and I don't even just mean spoken. I mean, like written word, like every form of communication matters. Like what you put out there, if enough people read it, there's going to be people that like take some of it to heart. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure what you're saying is something that those people should be taking to heart. Yeah. Like, if somebody's going to quote me, I want it to be, or, or if somebody's going to take something I said and apply it to their life somewhere, like, good God, if that ever happened. <laughs> uh, like, 
I want what I say to be something that's going to like put some more good out into the world. Like I want to make somebody bad. go and yeah, ex- <laughs> like if you're not going to do anything, that's bad. fine, but like... don't go be an asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, ugh, like it's such an important, like it was my biggest kind of like of one of trillion gripes. Like when Trump was president was that like he was tweeting every day, like these, like there are people out there reading his stuff, like it's Bible and, that's like an amazing amount of responsibility. Like I would honestly say like his responsibility for the words he says on social media almost were more detrimental than the shit he actually did when he well, was the president. Like forever. Like if it's, yeah. written, you know, it's like, what's that stupid? Like if it's, if you say it, you forget it. But if it's written, you regret, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm fucking yeah, something. Like, I know what you mean. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like those people really took that shit to heart seriously like, it, like yeah they applied it which is wild because it's like written like unhinged rants like <laughs> yeah like i can't believe yeah. people i don't know if somebody said those things to you at a bus stop you would slide down a seat that's oh god oh man we really lived through that that's we did that's like a thing <laughs> we survived scars to prove it literally <laughs> all right so uh do you have any ideas for potential shows down the road? <laughs> or maybe are you thinking of bringing back Rewind the Love or so something along I, that I line? So I will occasionally, like, I'm making it sound like we were that popular. But we do, I do still get messages on occasion. Like, do you guys want to ever bring it back? And I said, you know, I, I think we're at a much different place in our in our marriage and our lives now where I think we could put together probably a better show than we were doing. Mm-hmm. And it was we we learned a lot. But like, yeah, as much as I was talking about that, like also people don't realize like the content of the shows can be grading after a while because yeah. uh, it was a different time in terms of reality television and the way we approached reality TV and the way the, the people participating approached reality TV. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, I consume a lot of, like, media critique type content, like, mm-hmm. so I think that shaped a lot of how I was approaching watching and talking about these shows. But, like, also, as a woman now in my 30s, obviously for a variety of different reasons, my life is different, but, like, watching it in my 30s versus watching it at 17, 18 mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, totally like, different is a totally different experience because, you know, I am now midway between the ages of the contestants and the the creepy older guy that they're competing for. And I'm like, <laughs> if my 24-year-old daughter said to me, like, I'm trying to date Flavor Flav, I would be like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, Right? Like, like I would just sit them down and be like, you're going to watch all of this and you're going to understand why you should not do have that. Have you seen like, him? Like, I mean, granted, <laughs> they didn't totally know who they were getting brought in. Like, there's, like, a lot more to it yeah. than that. But, yeah. like, it's just the, the some of the idea of it that I'm just, like, this is a lot to, like, take in. Especially, like, the later shows. That's the thing about, like, reality TV in general, that, like, the first seasons are generally kind of good because, like, they don't know what they're doing. But, like, once they're more aware. And, obviously, this is, like, pre-social media. These people were, like, on MySpace and shit. Like, that was the extent right. of the parasocial relationships we had with them so it was like once we once people started realizing oh these shows are big hits the the personality started to change the goals going into this show start to change and there's like 
I don't know. Just like the dynamics got really dark. And like I said, I was in a really weird place in my life that I was mm-hmm. just like, it got to be like too much. It's so too much. that was a very long way of saying probably not rewind the love. I do yeah. joke sometimes that I do want to do like whatever we're watching now, you know, like mm-hmm. we'll just, you know, if we're going through a season of Cobra Kai, we'll talk about that season. And then like, yeah. or if we like watch a random movie, we'll just do that instead because like people yeah. were interested in like hearing us your opinions um, yeah. like so that's i i've thought about doing that but again it's like our our jobs and now he's got a really weird job schedule well, he had a weird job schedule then but like you know i think there's a certain like i said responsibilities that make it a little that are going to make it a little challenging but I, right. I still think about it now that said i have joked about starting my own podcast myself um called apologize to her uh, and it is basically it's inspired by uh, you're wrong about. If you're not familiar with that podcast, uh, please go listen to it. It's excellent. Okay. Um, and also this other podcast. It's a pop culture kind of podcast called Dunzo, where they talk about um celebrity. Well, Troy talks about uh, Troy was a guest on our podcast a couple of times. He, we talked about he talked about it. It started as like talking about celebrity relationships, and then it kind of evolved mm-hmm. into talking about different things, but. It's how I learned about a lot of the Britney Spears stuff before, not like mm-hmm. before it became big news. Like I was a little bit late right. to it, but like not as late as like the rest of the world. But yeah. like, yeah. you know, like a lot of these women that were like big kind of national jokes, right? Like, you know, as time, as we've kind of come around, like it's not just Britney. I mean, there's about to be a two part documentary series on Janet Jackson. And I will go, oh. I go out on tangents about Janet Jackson all the time about the fact that she does not get the credit she deserves from a lot of people for being a huge fucking artist because by the time most people my age were consuming music like she had you know been really popular through the 90s when we were all literal children but by the time we became teenagers i was on the downswing so like when was when was that super bowl 2004 i was 15 somewhere in that area yeah Yeah. so like i I was turning 15 so like you know we didn't really grow up with janet jackson because we didn't really see her after that and people don't realize like how how important she was and all because of fucking justin timberlake um ready for this to be his year uh to add to for his downfall um you know like those kinds of women but then there are also like the Anna Nicole's, the fact that Amanda yep. Bynes is also in a conservatorship and has been for yeah. way too long and was probably allegedly molested by one of the producers behind all of these Nickelodeon shows who, who ruined a bunch of these girls' lives. Like, you know, allegedly. Um, yeah. Uh, that someone, that someone recently popped, I, I didn't, I forgot that they were also an actor at one point. Yeah. The, the producer there and yeah. uh he popped up in a movie one of like my favorite movies as a kid oh no and i was like god damn i was like why does that guy look familiar and i, I go to look him I up was, i'm like son of a bitch we watched good burger the other day we, like not the other day but like a couple weeks ago and i was just like oh, seeing you here just really ruins this whole like experience. it just yeah it puts a bad taste in your mouth right like right. luckily with my movie he was you weren't supposed to like the character anyway yeah. so i was like well this tracks he's kind well, of a creeper right. asshole in that too Ooh, so. okay what movie like Better Off Dead with John Cusack from like that sounds very familiar. something. It's good. There were two movies made by a guy called Savage Steve Holland in the <laughs> 80s. There was One Crazy Summer, which has John Cusack. Too. It's got Demi Moore in it before she like kind of really got okay. big. Um, 
Bobcat Goldthwait. It's okay. got like a ton of people that you'd be like, I know that person. I know that person. I bet too. Mike knows this. Uh, I bet Mike knows these movies. He watched. He, he knows a lot of this random stuff. Yeah. And Better Off Dead was Better the other one. Dead. I don't know if you ever heard somebody say like, a, "I want my two dollars" or anything like that with a kid like looking all mean. That's from that movie. Like the, it's a kid trying to collect. The I, I googled it right now. The the still looks the the cover looks familiar. Yeah. This is quite a cast. Damn. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. To check this out. Yeah. 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 But um. Uh, so, like all '80s movies <laughs> now, I will I will tell you to to, to view it through 1980s totally, glasses. Yeah, you got to. Uh, um, otherwise, yeah. you're going to be. Otherwise, like, you'll never enjoy anything. That's I know. I was even thinking, I went and watched like Mean Girls recently, and I'm just yeah. like, I do not enjoy this movie in the same way, despite the fact that I was like the target age demo. Like that was literally yeah. I was that age during that time. Yeah. Like you know, but um, all of this to say, I uh, I I have like toyed around with the idea of doing a show where like we look back at a woman in like who through pop culture deserves an apology um right because like i'm th- like the anna nicole's the i guess Lindsay lohan is is in that camp um she, yeah. she's done some cringe stuff since but again she's still recovering from trauma yeah um yeah you know and I can't do as I can't do as much justice to like you know marcia clark but there are like a bunch of women who i'm just like Damn, we were so mean to them, and people don't really think about it, you know? Like, people don't think about the fact... Well, you know, a big one for me is China. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, talk about somebody... I... Oh, I mean, getting getting man. run out, getting getting run out of your company because you're no longer dating. You know, the guy now is dating the boss's daughter, right? And, and then basically being like, like I know they like to say that it happened because she went into like the adult film industry, and that's where they kind of dis- right, like right. bullshit, that's the easy bullshit. Fall. They were attempting to erase her out of that, like well before she decided to do any of that stuff like they were ready to like just scratch her name right out of the fucking which is book. terrible because i grew up i mean i'm i'm married to a huge wrestling fan and have certainly everything i've learned about the wwe mostly has been against my will um yeah or any of these wrestling and franchises I'm, all and, and and probably all bad <laughs> <laughs> i mean most of it i've learned against my will and um you know i but even when I was just a kid growing up in the 2000s, like, everybody knew China. Like, yeah. it was like The Rock, Steve Austin, and China. Like, China, yeah. Like, she was an icon and a legend, and she d- is still not every year they do the Hall of Fame and her name's not. Yeah. Exc- like, I mean, everybody goes, oh, she's in this part of Dia. Like, right? Am I? Uh, it's not the same. Not, the, not same. the same. She's, no. she's. Because she had just as long of a career without them where she was a singles competitor that they 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 completely want to overlook like they're like well she's in for dx but like she did other stuff in terms of women like i mean look i've got really strong feelings now about like the the way things have changed for the better for women and it's wonderful Mm -hmm. and i love it yeah but like for and i know that technically fine there are probably a lot of other women for a variety of reasons who are better and, like, if you want to look at it from, like, a, a wrestling lens. But for the average mm. layman person who doesn't know shit about pro wrestling, like, yeah. she is the woman. Like, she's it. Yeah. She's if you the put woman up a wrestler. Picture, chances are they'll know who you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like, it's like, yeah. And she just got done so dirty. So, justice for China. She did. She did. I, like, I am, like... So I, I've been a wrestling fan for like 30 plus years, yeah. right? Like, so, I mean, I've <laughs> seen it when it was like, I've seen it when it was like blatantly sexist and racist. Oh, yeah. And, oh. and now in the <laughs> well, years where now it's, it's only 
mostly yeah, kind now, of racist. Now it's subtly, <laughs> subtly sexist and racist, I will say, even though that's the 100% women get, not the case sometimes. The women get a little bit more respect as human beings, but Maybe. Um, still pretty racist. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. astounded by what they were able like, to get away I am with. A, I am a huge fan of women's wrestling. Like, I would oh, say yeah. that it is my favorite subcategory of wrestling would mm-hmm. be women's wrestling. And especially now because uh, I feel like the women are allowed to be much more athletic now. Totally. And be much more totally. of a centerpiece to the show. Mm-hmm. But they still, like... <sighs> it's frustrating. So, I know. Like, so recently there have been, like, shakeups at the WWE. And, like, people that were writing are no longer writing. Mm-hmm. And now it's got a much more... I would I would say it feels much more early mid 90s than it used to and not in any of the good ways like the women feel kind of uh, a little more objects now like it's there's it's it's gimmicks and i won't say that it's gone completely in that direction but i will say that like they have definitely leaned a little harder into the eye candy and you can tell that it's going on because a lot of them are starting to jump ship. Like a lot yeah, of them, it seems like are leaving the company. That's what I'm hearing. Like, and not just getting fired. Like some of them, they like they fired a whole bunch of people recently, and I could go on forever oh, about yeah. how fucking horrid that is. But like, there have been like now, if there have been talent that have just straight up been like, "Yo, I want out." Like I'm, I'm well, done. because I'm not I mean, coming based back. Based on what I know, I'm speaking from a place of authority that I don't really have. But like, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, I'm like AEW is treating those people better. Vince McMahon deserves nothing but the worst the hell has to offer a person. Like, truly. Nothing but the worst. Because Like, every time I hear a good story about him, I'm like, are you forgetting the other ones? Like, are you forgetting the bad stories? stories? Like, Like, what good stories could somebody possibly have? Like, that could possibly outweigh... Like, if, if you're looking at this from, like, the good place, like, the, the, the scales of, like, you know, right. like, the calculations and of, of what it takes to make a good person versus a bad person, his bad person stuff totally outweighs. Yeah. I will throw a party oh, yeah. when that man dies because of what he's done to a bunch of people that I am not personally invested in. Right, like, right. It's so weird though because it's such a carny mentality. Like they like, and it's one thing when it was obviously started from carnivals. You know, right? Yeah, it was the seventies and eighties, and nobody was really paying attention. But now, like, this is like a major media brand that you are now actively targeting towards children, and like you're still exploiting these people. Like I remember when I learned, I was like, oh, like I remember saying to Mike once, like early on, like something about like them rehearsing or practicing and stuff, and he was like, no, they just like. Like I'm like, when do they have time to like, pl- like plan their lives? Like, just like, what's happening? And like, these people don't get to have lives. And like, we were talking, no, we were talking a couple really. days ago about Nia Jax, how she wanted that, like, how she needed a mental break, and they let yeah. her go anyway. Yep. Yeah. A nightmare. Like they 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 want them to work like you know 360 something odd days a year, and they give them like two holidays off if they're lucky. Right. Like it's like if any other work did that to you. Where you were, be- like, so, <laughs> all right, we're going to sidetrack here. Yeah. When I first started doing this show, one of the questions I was going to ask people every time was if they were a wrestling fan. And it was because I have a theory that wrestlers are some of the hardest working, like, I'm going to use air quotes, yeah. like, actors. Oh, totally. In, 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 in the world. Because, like, all right, so if you walk up to Brad Pitt on the street, if you bump into yeah. Brad Pitt, you're not calling him, oh, Louie from Interview with the Vampire. You're right. not calling him Tyler Durden. He answers to Brad Pitt, and you know that. But if you go up to a wrestler, they have to be who they are in the ring when they see you. Like, they yeah. don't have 
downtime when there's public people around. Like, you can't, like, you could yeah. probably walk up to a wrestler and give their real name, but they're probably going to look at you like you're you're a jerk for doing it. Like, it, it, and it's because, such well, an also odd... And also because they can't... And, like, the fact that they can't even legally use their own... Their real name, yeah. Because then it's property, and it's like, that's that yeah. person's given name, you absolute fucking monster. Oh, yep. my God. No, I, I I have a ton, as much as I'm like, I don't fuck with it. Like, I have a ton of respect for these people for a variety of reasons. Like, I always thought it was so funny, and this is even before, obviously, Mike and I got together, that, like, people were like, wow, The Rock's, like, a good actor. It's like, no shit. Do you think that he got That's to be that does. popular yeah. by by what? Yeah. By accident? Like. Yeah. He just stumble into it. Like, he's obviously talented. Like, right. Like, he was if acting you can control, the whole time, you guys. Yeah. Like, if you can face. control a room of, like, you know, 100,000 people, like, obviously you're going to be okay on a screen when there's just the crew around. Probably. Like, like if, you're, if you're, like, famous <laughs> enough that, like, non-wrestling fans are, like, very aware of who you are yeah. and, your, and your catchphrases and your, you know, yeah. mannerisms, then, yeah, like, you're pretty good at this. Like... <laughs> You've got a knack for it. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So you segued into like one of my questions there. So I don't even I have to worry about this <laughs> one now. Uh, all right. Back to reality TV okay. for a minute. Like what are your like shows you love shows you absolutely fucking hate it? like a lot of it like I'm I'm I was for a long time a big Bravo person I don't keep up with it as much anymore like I keep up with the universe but I don't watch the shows in the same way um I mean I like to joke that it's still my dream to be a real housewife of New Jersey um <laughs> but <laughs> just give it a fresh uh, little flair but um yeah. I I don't know like I kind of I like a lot of it although weirdly like lately I've been very into like rewatching intervention. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's my favorite right now. It's really depressing, but like, I, yeah. I don't know. I've been really watched into that. Um, oh, I wish I had started the hype house show. Cause I want to watch that. Cause that's bonkers to me. I guess as somebody who does social media, but now how Gen Z like takes in media is like really fascinating to me. And like, yeah, the, the figures that they have positioned into being successful is really fascinating to me. I like reality TV is something more. I'm just kind of peripherally aware of than something I watch on a regular basis. Now, I mean, all the VH1 yeah. shows were my favorite. Like I wouldn't have started a yeah. podcast about it if I didn't think yeah, that it was, exactly. it was like you really the golden hat, age like... of television, like in its own way. Um, like I remember that that period of time, probably from like, I would say probably from like 2001 to like 2010, 2011, I was watching VH1 basically. That was all I was watching on television. Wow. Like, I mean, that's why I was 13, 14 years old, kicking my older cousins and my dad's ass at Trivial Pursuit Pop Culture because right. I was watching every I Love the 80s, you were watching I Love the 80s yeah. too. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. I love the all of them. Um, <laughs> any of those things so like when those reality shows came up because i guess i had watched i guess because it probably did start from what's it called um surreal life i was yeah. like watching surreal life a little and i remember like Flav and brigitte being you know the oddest of odd couples and yeah you you couldn't help but be interested to see where they were going with it and the, the way they positioned what did it. she call him foofy 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 and um <laughs> absolutely bonkers 
But, you know, going from there to, I mean, I don't think I watched their show because I was just like, this is too much. It's too bizarre. And then from there, you know, Flav got his own show. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is funny. And I remember, like, also trying to watch The Bachelor because I've probably watched, like, one episode of The Bachelor my entire life and maybe not even a full thing. And I'm just like, well, this isn't as fun. (laughs) Like, it's it's not as fun. It's not. It's like, like, there's no comedy to it. Like, the comedy is like. Right. Like, people are taking themselves in the situation, like, very seriously. And I'm like, you know, it's it's not that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, obviously, like, your coming out of that is like a, a game changer. Like she is the blueprint for so much of who people became on reality television. Um, she's like the most, one of the most quotable people. It's like her and Nene leaks from Atlanta, like two of the most quotable yep. people in, I would argue like the 21st century pop culture history. Like you don't have to watch those shows yeah, to, would, to recognize agree. their faces. And they're at least like a, a clip of them, like a moment in time right. from something they did or said. Um, I also, for the first time, I've been wanting to watch it for a while, but I finally, for reasons I can't get into, have a reason to be watching Married at First Sight, um, which is a fascinating concept to me. Um, you know, people are straight up getting legally married to strangers. Right. Like. That shit boggles my mind, like 90 Day Fiance and shit like that, and I'm just like. How? No. What? Well, that no, you say is like a whole other can of cuckoo worms. Um, I and I don't keep up with that universe as much as I want to. Like, there's a lot of shows that I see people talking about, and I'm like, well, right. now it's too deep. I'm too de- like I would have to watch so much other shit to like get caught up, <laughs> which I right. would love to, but like I don't have the time anymore in the same way. But fuck, like people are people will do anything for love and and have it documented online yeah i mean even like not the circle what was the other one um oh my god what was that show that was like basically 90 day fiance but on netflix where like people had to talk through the wall um, oh i know which one you mean but i can't think of the name of it of i course, can't think of the name of it you're asking yeah and like but i know, yeah, I know what yeah you mean. like those people like you know Finding love is hard, I guess. Um, it is, I guess. Like, get it where you can get it, right? Like, like I mean, you're all, you only have one life, and you might as well spend yeah. it yeah. doing something interesting. And this is how these people are doing. Like, I'm not, I can't even be mad. I'm just like amazed. Yeah. Like I, uh, people like uh, you know, it's like it's very pop, like to, to gripe about like, oh well, you know, they're going on there just for fifteen minutes of fame and horseshit like that. Like whatever, okay. maybe some of them are. But you know what? Here's the thing: like anybody willing to go on TV is probably you know. At least looking for a little bit of notoriety to oh, a sure. certain extent, like, like, and if you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it's it. It's not like, for everybody. Some... I like it yeah. because I don't like I like getting like wound up about shit that has nothing to do with me. And this is like a really harmless way of doing it. Yeah. Where it's like I'll get yeah. really mad about other people's fights and like not like really mad, but like mad in that moment and be like, this person's so yeah. wrong and like blah blah blah. And it's like. You know, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I've got, you know, you have a lot of pent-up anger because there's so much shit in life that's out of your fucking control that if I can, like, take it out by screaming at the television, then, you know, that's healthier than a lot of other ways. So, and not all all television has to be meaningful or important. I watch a lot of shit that's Most of it isn't. Right. I I love a prestige TV show, too. But, like... You know, sometimes I just want to fucking turn my brain yeah. off, okay? Yeah, sometimes you <laughs> want a piece of candy. Like, it's just junk food for your eyes, exactly. basically, is what it is. Like, 
of like watching like, I, other people's bad decisions like makes me feel better about my own sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like I admittedly don't I don't watch a lot of reality TV. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was like the stuff like the stuff that I would have been like fallen into the category of watching was like so obviously I'm like the real world generation. Like those first couple seasons, Iconic, those were right. like yep. Yeah. So I watched those. Um but then, like, I kind of caught wind after, like, probably the... Which was the season that they went to England. Was that, like, three or four? I can't remember. But there I was really, one where they I were over know. in, like, London. I can't remember. I don't know. That was, like, the last one I watched. Because after that, it kind of started to feel like it was less people being themselves and more people Wanting. fitting into, like, a character category. Right, right. And then I'm not watching reality TV. It's just TV. Like, I can just watch TV anywhere. Like, I don't have to watch this so i kind of fell out of it and then i was like kind of abashedly off of it for like the longest time until i got roped into watching like the american idol in audition oh well yeah episodes one time i mean so yeah uh and then like i literally had to google this because i always forget the name of these two shows i watched a show called mortal love which was basically the bachelor for like they basically sat in a boardroom and they were like hey what if fat people liked love too get the fuck out of here no, I'm serious. Like, that, it, like, that's it, I mean, like, yeah. not amazing. The, the in a guy, way. the like, guy just... was like, the guy was big, um, and and all of the women were would be considered like conventionally big attractive. Too. Yeah, oh, like definitely all God. conventionally attractive, but they were all big. Uh, so yeah, it was basic. We used to jokingly refer to it as the Fatchler because it's basically what <laughs> you it know felt they like. wanted to call it that, and they just couldn't. oh yeah, I know they were probably you like, know we that they that. did. But, I don't remember yeah. this. Holy shit, this the, is spectacular. It had one season. It had one season, and that's it. And I was actually kind of bummed when it didn't came out because I really when it didn't get another one because I was like, I have to see I'm where screaming. this goes from here. The, like I, I opened up the Wikipedia page uh, about the show. The series yeah. follows Luke Conley of Santa Maria, California, a single plus size man, age twenty six, yep. height six three, weight three hundred and thirty pounds. Like, yeah. And I was just like, damn, <laughs> putting all his business yeah. out there, <laughs> his right? Stats, like. like Okay, so more to love and I want and then all right, so Jen got real when uh, when she was out on I believe it was like maternity leave, she watched this show called Tool Academy. <gasps> I was just gonna constantly. say, are you familiar with Tool Academy? If you didn't yes. bring it up, I would have brought it up. Um Here's Here's the funny thing, though. So I could never remember the name of it. I always know the premise of the show oh. because how do you forget the premise of that show? So when I Googled it, I Googled VH1 douche school because i couldn't remember what the name of it actually was and you know what google knew google knew google what knew. i meant like they were like tool academy and i'm like that's well, the I mean, one like, douche tool synonyms like it's yeah, you know yeah. like you gotta love the internet no oh my god and i've tried because i said to myself like even if i kind of because like after a while like nobody really paid attention to the third season of flavor of love you know, a couple of, like, nobody was super interested in the spinoffs of the spinoffs in the same right. way. So, like, what would we pivot to? But, like, absolutely. Like, I tried to find Tool Academy and it was tough. That and um, before I knew that pickup artistry was, like, dangerous and, mm-hmm. like, they had a pickup artist show on VH1, too. Um, with this guy. Yeah, His yeah, name yeah. was, like, Mystery or something like that. He wore, like, a top hat it was very bizarre and yeah. he would like teach these nerdy guys pick up like legitimate 
pickup artistry. And it, right. And I remember it being like, you know, those are solid tips because I think like during that time I was like a pick me, you know, whatever. And I was like, those are solid tips. And I remember it. The, my only real memory of it was in the finale. Cause like the, the final challenge was to be able to genuinely get a stripper to like you. Um, yeah. And that was like the final test. <laughs> and the one guy supposedly at the end, like fucked one of the strippers. Like, like, cause it seemed like they were really hitting it off. Yeah. And he won. And he won the show. But I remember. Yeah. I guess that's like grand champion material. Right. I guess. <laughs> it's like you have now like surpassed what we wanted right. you to do. Like, you get to come back next year as the host. Right? Like, you're the new host. Oh, Bye. my God. So, I remember that show. I've tried to find that online, too. Can't really find it. But this is God. this is what happened to television. Yeah. I remember coming home from work one day and Jam was like, you have to sit down and watch this yeah, show. Yeah, because they were like, all terrible I was like, types fine. of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Jersey Shore. Right. This was pre-Jersey basically. Shore, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, these were like the dinosaurs that that gave us the Jersey Shore. Right, absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah, and I just remember sitting down and being like, "This is terrible. Like, I can't watch this." And then about the ten minute, ten fifteen minute mark, I was like, "Well, I have to see what happens with this guy. Right. Like, I have to see if it you might. have to see what the worst people you've ever seen are up to." Yeah. <laughs> Good God, that's funny. Douche school. Douche yeah. school. All right, so. Uh, so, all right, so we talked a lot about reality TV, yeah. but previously, a little while ago, I want to say, like, last year at some point, you were doing, like, classic movie rewatches, like, stuff that, like, you hadn't gotten around oh, to see. Oh, like, I am notoriously bad at this. There's still a lot of stuff I haven't seen. I actually, you'd be very proud of me. I got through a couple horror classics this year. Did you? Well, I would say horror class, like, proud of me, but also disappointed that I've gone this long without seeing them. <laughs> yeah, if you, as long as you watch them, I don't care when it, ta- how long it takes. Uh, right, <laughs> I know, uh... I mean, I could talk about some of, like, what I tried to do in October. I wasn't as successful as I would have liked to be. Um, and I still, like, want to do it because I like I like horror. I just never get around to watching yeah. it. Um, so I watched, because uh, this is how I should have known one of my ex-boyfriends in particular, who, like, kind of, like, prized himself as being, like, a, a movie guy, was mm-hmm. actually full of shit. Because he let me watch the remakes to a lot of these movies, but never the real versions. I watched Halloween for the Can first time. Can you see time. the disgust on I know. my fucking face I, right I now? I watched Halloween for the first time. Uh, I watched I watched the remake. It, I like. I still like the remake. Um, well, which remake are we talking about? The Rob Zombie about? one. Okay. Like, I thought that... Well, because technically, the, yeah, that was like a, yeah. yeah, like, it was fine. Um... I watched. I feel like Rob Zombie has been trying to make the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for many, many years, and like that one, I've he bled it into Halloween one, a little bit. Another one I've never seen the original; only saw the remake. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to get around to it. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Friday. Uh, no, I still haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd only seen the remake, which I know that everybody is like really set on Robert England. I yeah. think he's great, but like. Jackie O'Haley, Jackie O'Haley deserves a lot of credit. Yeah. Like, he does. He's really scary. I, I, <laughs> he is. I think of, I put Jackie Earl Haley in the same category that I put Brandon Routh when you talk about Superman. He was a very good Superman in a very subpar Superman film. Yeah. Jackie Earl Haley was a very good villain. Like, obviously, like, you look at Freddy Krueger and you have, like, a preconceived notion of what he looks right. like. So if you can erase that stuff, like, Jackie O'Haley was a good Freddy Krueger in a bad Nightmare if on you Elm were Street. To, if you were to take the fact that, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street existed prior and just, like, mm-hmm. casted him as, like, 
if, if you know, all of that shit didn't yeah. exist, then, like, yeah. yeah, it would be effective. It'd be fine. Especially because my main frame of reference of him is playing a child molester in Little Children. Yeah. It's really scary. Um, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I... It's the kind of thing where it's, like, these two were ones where I could, like, see why people like them. I just... And I could see why they're the blueprint. I think, like, the problem... Yeah. The problem for somebody like me and something I want to do with my future children is make sure they see some of these movies that become big culture references. Because yes. by the time I have seen them now, there's a lot of stuff that I don't like as much as I could have liked it because mm-hmm. so much that I have now consumed is derivative of that thing. Yes. That's kind of honestly yeah, how I felt about Seinfeld. Down. I, wa- I tried to watch Seinfeld recently, a couple years ago, and I was like, it's not that I don't like it. I mean, I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's not that I don't like it. It's right. not that I don't think it's funny. But obviously, every I live in a world where everybody was trying to create the next Seinfeld. That yeah. it's like, you know, it's all whatever. Um, what else did I watch? Uh, Suspiria, I watched. Okay. Which was, I... I think it's pretty movie. the way the Bechdel cast ladies described it, which was perfect, which is just like, if you don't like what's happening here, we're just going to take you to something else. Like, it's just like, fine. It doesn't have to all work. You're just going to like right. what you see. And it's yeah. just like, oh, this didn't work for you. Cool. I'm going to try something else. Um, yeah. But I do have to say the one movie out of all of these rewatches that I actually, well, the one I hated the most, I think. Was it the one I hated the most out of all the Halloween ones? I know that I did not finish Poltergeist because I didn't like it at all. Which, the original or the remake? The original. Okay. I was shocked. (sighs) But I do have to say, my one one thing that I'll give it credit for is that the parents believe in that shit from the beginning. (laughs) That very rarely happens. And, like, the husband believes in it from the beginning. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, if you did that in a movie now, everybody would be like, that's totally unbelievable. Right. Like, that never happened. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is great. The parents are just like, oh, yeah, no, because they're like cool and not like other mm-hmm. old farty parents. They smoke weed. Um, right. Yeah. Joe Beth Williams. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like caught off guard by like so much of that movie. And then I started doing the math where I was like, oh, technically she would have been like 19 when the oldest daughter was born. But I was like, you know, I'm taking this all too seriously. Um, the one I loved the most have to say far and away could not believe how much i enjoyed it alien oh yay i so loved it i loved it so much i could not Rip- believe ripley is like ripley is like the, the like the fucking blueprint for like what a badass woman in a movie needs but to be. not even that like i mean yes that but i love that like from the beginning she's like She's making a lot of sense, and nobody's taking her seriously. And nobody cares. Nobody fucking like, We need cares. to quarantine. I, Fuck it, let him in. I love, she's like, guys, <laughs> this is literally why we have this protocol. And they're like, right? I don't really give a shit about that. Like, <laughs> That's just, my only nothing thing, what could possibly go wrong. My only thing, and I made a TikTok about this because it was like a thing that like took you out of the movie. Like the question was like, what's a, what's a thing in a movie or TV show that totally took you out yeah. of it? And it didn't totally take me out. But I was like, otherwise, because I was like, this is like a pretty, and I understand everybody's explained to me that it was all supposed to be men. Like, I get that. And like, the fact that Ripley is a woman is like amazing, especially for that time, especially for a Ridley Scott movie. Like, you know, for all of the factors working against it. And it's the kind of movie that I'm like sad that I never got to see in a movie theater because there's so much silence and darkness that I think is not as effective Mm -hmm. when you're watching it in your living room in the middle of the day. But, like, I get it, right? Like, I get yeah. I get the movie. And But, like, my one thing I said that took me out is, like, towards the end, she's in these, like, skimpy underwear. 
Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. that is so impractical that there is no way that a woman this smart would have worn those underwear. Like, who brought those to space? Right. Why did what? you bring those to space? You're, and right? you're not even just like chilling in space, like regular, like going to the International Space Station. You were like in right. a deep sleep to make yeah. it as far out as you like are. Like hundreds of years away. And you're and wearing, like, yeah. you're wearing like the most uncut, like bikini like underwear, 70s bikini cut. Underwear I don't even want to wear <laughs> in my work from home life. Like, no. Right. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. So I mean, other than that, I love the movie. Um, try to think of some of the other older ones. I did actually. I did catch. I did get to see that in the theater. <sighs> like obviously not when well, it came right, out because course. I'm not that old. Uh, but like, uh, like another I'll airing say of it. five to ten years ago, the the local theater. Like oh, one, wow. like a big, they, they they do shows and shit like that. But every now and then they will show movies as well. And they had Alien, and I was like. All right, look, I've seen it like a hundred times at least. It's no, one of my favorite that's movies. Totally like, a movie but I gotta go the because I never, I never had the chance. And you're a hundred percent right. Even in a movie that I've seen that many times, like I know when every hit is coming in that movie. To be in a big room with the lights down and just the sound. Oh God, it's like, I, you would still give me chills. You don't realize, like, like I mean, I, it was like one of the first movies that I kind of it really brought to the forefront that like this was before a time where like you knew that people were going to be watching it at home at some point. Mm-hmm. And you don't think about yeah. how much of a difference that makes in terms of movie making and editing and, yeah. you know, because yeah. there's like whole periods that are just like dark and silence. And I'm like, this would never exist in a movie today. No, no, they would they would consider it like dead air on a radio. Right, pod, exactly. Like a radio show. Because you know, like I said, I watched it in my after I watched it in the afternoon in my living room with a big mm-hmm. like open window that I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is great and effective, but it's not it's not having the same effect on me that it would yeah. be yeah. in an It's audience. not as claustrophobic as it would be if you were like Totally. Yeah. Totally. Cause it is. It's a very overwhelming kind of sense of dread film, like even after you've seen it multiple times, like just the, like like Jen won't watch them with me because she thinks that the xenomorphs are like. Uh, she said everything looks wet in Ew, those yeah, movies, and right. it does. Everything looks like really gross Ugh, and wet, so yeah. she can't she can't wet? watch them with me. I don't know. I don't know. Like she went and saw the newer ones with me, and like. I Although I have to say, had her so on the back I for that. So. so this is the only one I've seen like of the the franchise. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. When I found out that James Cameron made the second one, I was like yeah. way less interested in seeing it, even though that I have heard yeah. that it's the superior film. Because I and tell me if this is true. I'm probably gonna watch it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like, I could see, because it was made in the 90s by James Cameron, that it's, like, very hashtag girl boss. Like, Ridley is now a girl boss. Like, she, like, where, like the other way, like, she kind of, like, was inadvertently a girl boss. Like, she was inadvertently a badass. Like, it was more right. just the plot, and she just happened to be a woman. This one is going to be more, like, girl power. Like, you know. <laughs> it's not... It's not that heavy-handed, and I want to say it was made in like the later '80s, so okay. it doesn't have that '90s vibe All right, to fair it. Enough. Um, she it is very much uh, treated by oh, '86. Just you're right, about you're right. everyone, yeah, just about everybody in that movie treats her like she doesn't know a fucking thing, even though she went through the situation prior. Oh, like, uh, like you've got like Michael Biehn is in it, and like the the marine, like he's like the lead marine, and he kind of gets what she's saying okay like, these things are dangerous so like 
he kind of starts showing her how, like, he shows her how to fucking hold the the new pulse rifles and how to use them. Okay. She, but not in like a not in like a condescending way. Like he like well, just he's, like, like you are her, you like, seem you confident. Here, like this, like let me make sure you're yeah. prepared. Okay. All right. So I'm yeah. I'm a little bit more willing like to it, give it a chance yeah. now. <laughs> it is. Oh, if you're if 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 Alien is a sci-fi horror, Aliens is a sci-fi action film. Okay. All right. So you, it has monsters, but the horror in it is much more uh, due to like the overwhelming number of aliens okay. and like, the things that they they bring into the franchise, right. like in the from the lore. It's a very good movie. I, know, I love, people love aliens. it. People love it, but like I, like Paul Paul Reiser is such a dickhead in that movie. Like he is like okay. the biggest dickhead. All right, it's on Tubi, so I'm gonna go probably. Like I have, yeah, I yeah. have a three day weekend. I I know what I I need to catch up on movies and books. I'm very <laughs> behind in both. Um, so that's okay. All right. Yeah. Post Aliens, I will tell you to to be careful of the movies you dip your toes in in the franchise. I, that's because, fair. Like, three three could have been good, but it's not. Like David Fincher is a fantastic director. I, you would I think like, like how on earth could David Fincher yeah. go wrong? Alien Three is how David Fincher can go wrong. Fair uh, enough. And then after, and then after that, it's just a, it's just a mess. Like, it, the, the the Alien Four is like just goofy and kind of over the top. Like the cast is fun, but okay. like it's in retrospect, I didn't realize, like I didn't realize it at the time, but in retrospect, like Joss Whedon did a rewrite on oh. the script of Resurrection okay. at one point. Before I think it was before Buffy, like he was in Hollywood. Right, he's he was doing he rewrites was. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not a great, it's not a great movie. Like it's okay for what it is, which is not much. Okay. So I, I would tell you to be careful. I'm, after you know, I'm, I'm not that invested in the franchise. I just want to like see yeah. what all the hype is about. And I was just yeah. pleasantly surprised by how yeah. much, yeah, yeah. cause I'm not like a sci-fi kind of space person anyway. So, but right. I was like the fact that I liked it. Now, mind you, I also watched the thing and was shocked by how much I did not like it. Oh, <gasps> It's like one of my top. I know, films. and I could see them. I was like, I was like, because somebody said, when, <laughs> like, when I did my like TikTok about like being mad that like you know about Ridley's underwear, that somebody was like, you know, it's supposed to be all men, and I go, that would have literally just been the thing in space. Yeah, like yeah, it would have been, been the thing, but in space instead. And I was like, because this movie yeah. had so much potential, and like maybe I need to give it another watch through because I feel like I like kind of fell asleep towards the end, but I was just right. like. Nobody's really making good decisions here. I don't like when, like, I need, like, Well, that's the thing about that movie is that no one does. That's the thing. I need, like, at least one... I think that's what I liked about Aliens, because it was, like, listen to women. I mean, not all the women. Right. There was the one woman that was dumb. But, like, believe believe <laughs> women, okay? And yeah. um, because yeah. there were no women in the thing, then... <laughs> right. Explains. Is the remake of that any better? Uh... Or is well, it fine? It's, 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 it's not a remake I mean, in the strictest sense. Okay. It's a prequel. Oh, um, oh, about that other, the other people yes, that were, okay, got it. the Norwegian, the Norwegian kid. Cool. Uh, it looks stupid because they went with, instead of doing practical effects, they went with like that early 2000s kind of CGI oh. looking stuff. So it kind of looks mm. at times like a sci-fi, like a sci-fi channel movie. Okay. Uh, but it's not bad. I didn't hate it. I definitely didn't hate it. Um, but no, I always make sure when people are like, oh, the remake. I'm like, it's not a remake. This okay, is not that's a remake. fair enough. Like, fair enough. Technically, technically, the John Carpenter one is a remake. Like, oh. the, the, the original is called the, the Thing from Outer Space, I believe. Huh. Huh. So, uh, so John Carpenter remade that one with the, the one with, like, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, uh, you know I'm, I'm so very bummed behind. that you didn't like it. I know I was bummed <laughs> I didn't like it too. I think I just need to maybe watch it again because like I I love the it cast. It is a it's a dude movie. Like it's all guys, like you said. Like it's just dudes. Like and obviously you know growing up as a person in a society like I'm not. I'm not not used to that. That wasn't my issue. Right. I just don't like when there are practical, avoidable solutions. Yeah. And people, and I understand that some of that is called making a movie. Yeah. <laughs> if if people just, you know, I like to joke that like if if Lucy and Ricky Ricardo had like open lines of communication in their marriage, the episode would be like five minutes, not half an yeah, hour. Yeah, it would be the opening and then <laughs> the know? credits. Right, exactly. So I yeah. get that you have to build a story, but like sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. defend yourself, <laughs> be better at it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess that's shot. what we have to hope for movies going forward, right? Like they get better uh, better representation and, and, and more, uh, more voices. Right, right, exactly. Are you watching Yellow Jackets, by the way? I have not yet, and only because uh, I wanted. I was like, at this point, I might as well wait until okay, it's yeah, all done the with, is, and then just binge the whole thing. At the time of recording, the finale is tomorrow. I oh, okay. think you're really gonna enjoy it. I told Jen that I wanted to watch it. Like, I like Christina Ricci of course. and um, Juliet Lewis. I'm trying to think who else. It's, yep, Juliet Lewis, and uh, I remember commenting that whoever they got. Oh man, I can't even. I'm trying to think. There was somebody in it that they had cast that, like, the person that they had cast as the younger version and the person that they cast as the older version were, like, I was like, holy shit, they actually look like they should be that person grown uh, up. It, it's, the there is the main girl, the main woman, like, the mainest of the main ones, like, the, mm-hmm. the younger version of her, like, Melanie Linsky, her name is. Um, the the, Maybe that the, might the be adult who that actress, yeah. Like the, her younger version is like surprisingly good considering yeah. they. Come... I love when they do that. Yeah, like when things like that work out, that. it makes it so much easier for me to it's transition. It's not like that like for the rest of them, um, especially like right. Juliet Lewis's. Like, and then it's like it creates this whole dilemma in my head where I'm like, so because this is 1996, um, like what is it? Does that mean there's no? Casper? Does that mean like in this universe? Right. Like and there's no, you know, true romance? Like what like what are yeah. the implications of the fact that these are who these people become as adults? Like Right. Because these are the dumb things I worry about. Um when I'm trying not to worry about the world dying. <laughs> you know? But yeah. I'm I'm really excited for you guys to watch it and you're gonna have to keep me posted. Oh, I definitely will. I definitely will. Uh well, let me see. Do I have anything else here that I you, you did the wrestling thing for me. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've covered we've covered, covered all lot. the bases, Sonia. I we've covered a lot. I talked to your ear. We off. have. I appreciate it's it. It's fine. <laughs> I got two. Um, all right. So then I guess we're at the portion of the show where I'm gonna like you. Obviously, you don't have a show to plug at the moment, so just plug whatever plug, the hell you want to plug. Yes, my. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I know that it was sold pretty heavy in the beginning, so. Um, get ready to potentially be disappointed i don't know um i'm at <laughs> at sonia marie says on twitter um at no chillery banks on tiktok if that's your thing i don't really make a ton of them but occasionally i'll rant about something i do love tiktok it's so much fun it i is. love it i love it so much i've learned so much i you know i've learned so many different types of things from recipes to yep crit- like critical theories and just it's i love it so much um and yeah those are the main those are the main places that i am so cool cool yeah all right so can you indulge me for a second oh to my God, throw out my plugs yeah all right all right all right of course. all right so uh 
So I have a music show on Spotify called the Shangri-La Lounge, where I put like five or six songs together and I talk in between them, kind of like a late night Ni- radio nice. style show. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously we mentioned it before, under the How We Saw It banner, so if you're looking for us, that's where you would look. Uh, you can find this show, obviously, the stage is yours. Yeah. Uh, Voices in Between, which is a mental health show I do with my daughter. I love that. Uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it is certainly not... Uh, like if you asked me like where like our relationship would go over the years, I wasn't like podcast. That's such a beautiful so thing. Kind of and worked, honestly, yeah. as somebody with a dead dad, um, you know, I I think a lot about the kind of show we because he was a big media like pop culture person too. Yeah. He's the reason yeah, yeah. why I'm like this, and like I would have loved to do that. Like you know, I so I'm 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 envious. It's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you. Uh, and obviously, um, the All Kings Considered, the podcast yes. I do with my wife, where we review uh, Stephen King movies, a different one each time. We've been trying to do a new episode for what feels like a fucking eternity. Uh, and because of just, it is, just because <laughs> of like scheduling and like, you know, we got our we got our COVID and our flu shots at the same time, which I would never Brave. in my life ever uh. do again. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of killed any momentum we had for putting that episode out, but we will have one. Fair enough. At some point, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, how we saw it, Pod. Uh, I won't even bother telling you where to follow me because I am the least interesting person on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, that, that's my shameless promotions. Yay. Sonia, did you have a good? Did you have a good time I here today? Did you have a fun talking time? Like I just, I, I love vibing. <laughs> like I, this was so much fun. Thank you so much that for was. having I'm me. Glad. I'm so glad we oh. did this. I'm so glad we Me finally too. got to chat. We find we need to all like the four of us get together sometime soon. We should. We should. Uh, we like. I think we had entertained the idea once about checking out this restaurant that was like halfway in between, and then that place closed. Oh no! So it's not we'll there anymore. Yeah, place. we'll have to find a new it's place. Fine. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do something. All soon right. Eventually. All right. Thank we'll you. All right. So that being said, everyone, thank you for listening in. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you all again real soon. Sonia, please say good night to everybody. Good night. Bye. Later, y'all.